It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday, September the 19th, and you are listening to the national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shayna Thornton. Welcome to a brand new week and a brand new broadcast episode for us here. Now, believe it or not, we are almost in the month of October. That's right. We had a busy day in terms of news. As many of you may know, U.S. President Donald Trump did address the U.N. earlier today, and Hurricane Maria is gaining strength. Now, we will discuss both trending news topics later on in the show with our signature in the news segment. Stay tuned in for exclusive interviews tonight and stay with us for the upcoming weeks for more original programming and balanced news talk geared just for you. We have some very unique and engaging content aimed to keep you informed in a very timely manner. Please remember that we offer high quality and professional news talk in a very busy and congested industry. I don't need to tell anyone that you have many options out there. Now, if this happens to be your very first time tuning in, we gladly welcome you to the program. And remember that you can listen in again at your convenience. Simply visit LTARadio.com. Again, visit LTARadio.com. Podcast episodes allow you to listen in at your convenience. And we present versatile content. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show is a national award-winning family radio program offering informative news talk for every single member of your household, regardless of generation. Now, we've had the amazing opportunity to be on air for the past four years, and there we have presented exclusive interviews on so many diverse topics with leading experts and celebrity guests available. We will continue to cover the issues related to health, law, politics, education, business, finance, music, pop culture, and so much more. The issues that matter to you. We will highlight those issues because they impact you often directly. Right now, I would ask that you please use the hashtag LTA Radio. Use the hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, and let others know that you are tuned in. Now, of course, you're going to use our hashtag on your favorite social media outlet. Perhaps it's Twitter, it's famous Facebook, it's Creative Pinterest. Whatever it is, we would love to know you're out there. And when you use the hashtag LTA Radio, we can find you. And of course, others know that you are tuned in. We would love for you to connect with us on social media because we love to follow back. Well, everyone, it is Tuesday night and we have featured conversations that will impress and inform. Now, let's get informed about the trending issues. First up, 91 Americans die every day from an opiate overdose. The U.S. opiate crisis is a large public health concern. Many of you know that. Now, does genetics play a role in addiction? Could personalized medicine become a critical weapon in the fight against addiction? Join your award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, for an exclusive interview tonight with medical director Dr. Kerry Donaldson. He 
is founder and CEO of Prescient Medicine, an organization focused on producing tools that target patient outcomes and management in two key areas, medication interaction and medication efficacy. He joins us in minutes to discuss how certain people may be more prone to be addicted to drugs. Let's talk about this very important family issue that impacts communities everywhere. Also, mosquito season in many parts of the Southeast typically run from May through September and sometimes longer depending on the weather. While there are still concerns about Zika and the threat to pregnant women and their unborn children, especially for people who travel to areas where there are outbreaks of the Zika virus, do note that West Nile virus has been found in several locations around the state of Georgia. So far this year, there have been seven confirmed cases of West Nile virus in humans. August and September are peak months for West Nile virus. Now, while the mosquitoes that carry Zika and the West Nile virus are actually different species, they all can be found in the state of Georgia and other parts of the United States. Two of Georgia's top health officials join us tonight to update us on the number of cases of Zika and West Nile and share with us what we can do to prevent the spread of these very serious diseases. Dr. J. Patrick O'Neill, Commissioner of the Georgia Department of Public Health, and Dr. Chris Rustin, Director of Environmental Health for the state, joins us to spotlight this very important and timely topic. Also, many Americans believe they deserve a raise, right? But they don't know how to actually go about getting it. That's especially true of the youngest college-educated professionals out there, who also bear record levels of student debt. A few weeks ago, some Americans recognized Raise Week, which was a week-long public campaign to encourage Americans to think about their value in the workplace and take action to actually help them get what they're worth. The campaign seeks to educate young professionals on how to ask for a raise, how to ask for other non-monetary benefits as well, and how to know when it's time to change jobs or industries, and also for managers to know exactly how to handle advancement conversations. Now, tonight, career strategist Rachel Kim joins us to discuss this timely topic for someone listening in. Please stay tuned in. And lastly, as you know, we recently recognized the tragedy of September the 11th, 2001. Now, even though many young Americans have little or no memory of 9-11, the anniversary has grown to become the nation's largest annual day of charitable engagement, transforming a day of evil into a day of good deeds. Nearly 30 million Americans, including many kids, now take the time to volunteer, support charities, and perform simple acts of kindness in tribute to the victims and those who rose in service after the attacks. We recently spoke to David Payne, the president and co-founder of 9-11 Day, and Jack Wilnick, co-founder and vice president of 9-11 Day, the nonprofit organization that leads the September the 11th National Day of Service and Remembrance. Now, this conversation is always timely, so we are honored to put the spotlight on this important topic. Now, as you can see, we offer a versatile and timely lineup, okay? And we continue to do that each and every week. Remember to visit LTARadio.com, LTARadio.com to listen to any part of this show again and again, okay? And do share. We recognize that many of you have shared our great news with others, and please continue to do that. We're for quality news talk in a very busy era. Now, of course, we love uh, timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music. And I'm honored tonight. This is a world debut here on Let's Talk America Radio. The one and only music of Jeff Huff will air, so stay with us for that, okay? Well, everyone, we'll be back on in mere seconds. And do remember that our signature in the news will be broadcasting very soon. And that's where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And like I said at the top of the segment, it's been a very busy day. So stay with us. Our inspirational corner is up as well. Let's Talk America Radio offers news, talk, and music. 
Bold Favorite Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favorite prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thorpe. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Welcome back. Of course, we have to acknowledge our dedicated listeners. Thank you. You make all of the difference. You actually tune in to the live broadcast. You go back and listen to the replay episodes. And you also tell family, friends, colleagues. Some of you have even told your next door neighbors about Let's Talk America Radio. And we are forever grateful. Continue to share our news. And you can do that right now, of course, by using our hashtag LTA Radio. LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase. It does not matter. Let others know you are tuned in. So use that hashtag on any social media outlet out there. Also, I'd have to acknowledge our national sponsors and partners. Your support truly means a lot. Now, if you're listening to my voice and you have your own company or you're with an organization or you're an individual and you love supporting quality news talk that makes a difference in all communities, certainly reach out to Let's Talk America Radio. We would love to partner with you. Shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, that's admin at ltaradio.com. Admin is A-D-M-I-N at ltaradio.com. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Well, everyone, it is now time for our signature in the news, and this is where we highlight the top trending news of the day. And, of course, it's been a busy day. One quick housekeeping note, Let's Talk America Radio has collaborated with SCBTV 182 News on the Charter Network out of the state of Georgia. There we present the televised edition of In the News. News. Check us out. The quickest way to see that footage is go to ltaradio.com. Visit ltaradio.com and simply click on the Vimeo link, okay? But if you're in the state of Georgia, check us out on the Charter Network with SCB TV 182 and you'll see our news edition there, televised. But right now, we're set to deliver the news for you here on the radio show. Let's get going. It is Tuesday, September the 19th, 2017. In the news... U.S. President addresses the U.N. U.S. President Donald Trump has already arrived at the United Nations this week to meet with leaders from across the globe. Global national security is expected to be the highlight of the high-profile meeting. It's being reported that President Trump hopes to use his first official appearance before the U.N. General Assembly to rally other nations against North Korea's looming nuclear threats. Now, just today, he did address the audience, and he spoke about North Korea, also other items, including the ongoing civil war in Syria, and the economic meltdown in Venezuela. Now, the New York meeting will be closely watched by some due to expected tension between the U.S. president and other world leaders as a result of interactions at global summits earlier this year. We will keep you posted. In the news, storm looms. 
Hurricane Maria is expected to rapidly strengthen over the next two days as it heads to the Caribbean islands, which is still recovering from the devastation of Hurricane Irma just days ago. Tropical Storm Maria is expected to be a major hurricane by the time it hits the Leeward Islands. Now, conditions are expected to intensify as the storm will likely be upgraded to a Category 4 hurricane within 48 hours. Keep a lookout for this storm. And finally, in the news, oldest person in the world passes. Violet Brown, the world's oldest person, has died in Jamaica at 117 years and 189 days old. She was born on March 10, 1900. She passed on Friday at a local hospital where she had been treated for heart arrhythmia and dehydration. She attributed hard work and her Christian faith for her longevity. Well, everyone, this concludes this week's edition of In the News, but stay connected with us, okay? The best way to stay connected with the latest breaking news is join us on Twitter. Our handle there is SS Thornton. Of course, the handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. And we love for you to join us because, again, we do follow back. Well, everyone, in mere seconds, we are putting the spotlight on opioids, addiction, and family genetics. Now, is all of that connected? Well, we have a medical expert on, and he believes it is. Maybe you have your own ideas or theories. He's going to lend his thoughts to it. Text a friend right now. Go into Facebook or go into Instagram and message them and let them know that Quality News Talk is on right now. And we're talking about issues that impact families everywhere. We're talking about drug addiction or talking about substance addiction, okay? Odds are you know someone. If they're not in your family, maybe it's you. Let's talk about it tonight. Tired of going from store to store wasting gas just to attempt to find the perfect neckwear accessory for the special guy in your life? Well, TNN Bowties and Apparel has made it quite simple and convenient with a wide selection of quality and affordable bow ties online. You're bound to find the perfect item for any guy in your life with TNN bow ties and apparel. We do offer adorable bow ties for young boys, including infants. Don't waste your time standing in long lines. Shop with TNN bow ties and apparel for exclusive deals. Visit TNBowties.com. Again, that's TNBowties.com, where style meets purpose. Welcome back, everyone. It is now time for our Inspirational Corner, and this is where we highlight one inspirational, motivational statement intended to get you through your week. Tonight's statement comes from Colin Powell, who once said, There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. Again, General Colin Powell once said, There are no secrets to success. It is the result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. I think those words certainly speak from themselves. Often we are searching for that magical ingredient, right, that's going to uh, platform us to the next level. And I think often we already have all of those elements right in front of us, okay? We have to put in the work. There's no way around it. Uh, there are many individuals that may try to sell you that, that you can do this, you can cut corners, but you have to do the hard work. You have to prepare, right? And you have to learn from failure. Everyone fails at something in life. It's getting past the failure that defines who you are, not sitting there stuck and never growing from it, okay? I hope that you have one phenomenal life. 
And life, of course, is intended to be productive. And addiction has plagued too many families throughout the United States. And tonight, we're going to put the spotlight on addiction. And we're going to talk about the role of genetics. And we're going to focus on the solution. Can you believe that personalized medicine possibly could predict who can become addicted to drugs? That's right. It's an innovative way of thinking. And the next guest wants you to know all about it. Stay tuned in to Let's Talk America Radio. Now is the time to message your family, friends, and colleagues on your cell phone or go into inbox on any of the social media outlets. Let them know that we are talking about drug addiction, okay, and genetics, the role it may play, that link. Stay with us. I'm so far from you. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending issues you want to know more about and what matters more than your health. But quick question, could personalized medicine become a critical weapon in the fight against opioid addiction? That's right. Some researchers say that a new genetic test can help clinicians identify who might actually be predisposed to becoming hooked on opioids. Now, this is a very interesting subject. Of course, we've covered uh, drug addiction recovery here before, but this is on the uh, other side of it, maybe helping us uh, in the midst of all of this. Uh, right now, I'm excited to uh, have on someone that is a conference participant, Dr. Carrie Donaldson uh, from Predictive Health Intelligence Company. Uh, hi, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, thank you, Shana. Uh, excited to have you on. Let's talk about the latest efforts in the war on. Um, I know we say opioid abuse, but maybe in general, maybe drug abuse for any of our listeners right now on from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, tell us why we are looking at the role of genetics in opioid addiction and abuse. We've known genetics plays a part maybe in customized uh, care for cancer patients and other diseases, but wow, drug addiction, this is new. Yeah, so, so the idea that genetics may play a role in the, the likelihood of being dependent upon drugs or alcohol really isn't something new. It goes back to the 1950s or 1960s. Okay. What is new is the, ability, is the ability of us to go through and look at these genetic differences and model or develop testing that allows predictable uh, differentiation between a group that has a higher likelihood of developing dependency on opioids versus a group that has a lower likelihood of developing dependency. And the reason we can do that now uh, versus the 1950s and 60s is really okay. new analytic techniques like uh, automated intelligence or machine learning. I see. And I do want to note uh, the largest U.S. pain conference for physicians um, with an interest in pain management uh, is going on right now in Las Vegas. Uh, that's where you're out of. Um, the study is being presented there. How was the study designed, and um, what did the results reveal? Yeah, so this particular study asked a very focused question, and, and what we were asking is can we look at the genetic makeup of a patient population that is addicted to opioids and currently seeking um, opioid addictive treatment versus a okay. patient population that isn't. And in particular, we used um, um, really AI, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, or machine learning to, to weight the different genes and say, can we predictably really say, is a patient likely to develop dependency versus not? And the study findings showed with a high degree of certainty 97% sensitivity and an 88% specificity that we could 
talk about the genetic likelihood of being in one group, those that were addicted, versus okay. the other group, which was not addicted. Wow. And, and how confident can clinicians be in the results of this test? You know, many of us that are not medical, uh, like yourself, right, first year professor as well, um, this comes naturally to you. But for someone listening in, maybe they're a teacher, uh, maybe they're an engineer, they're saying, well, here's another study, we hear a lot of them, but how confident can we be of these results? Yeah, so, so one of the things that's, that's cool about these new types of studies that are out there is, is specifically when you use machine learning or automated intelligence, the, the confidence intervals or what we talk about sensitivity and specificity is really quite profound. And that 97% sensitivity and that 88% specificity can be able to distinguish in between a group that has a higher genetic likelihood of addiction versus a lower genetic likelihood of addiction okay. is pretty impactful. Wow. Uh, listeners of Let's Talk America Radio, we are talking about opioid addiction and genetic uh, testing. Maybe there is a connection there, and we are so excited to have Dr. Kerry Donaldson on. I have to ask this. This is probably the question of the hour, doctor, for so many parents or grandparents or loved ones sitting out there. You know, how critical is it that tools like this are able to help the medical community, and I'm going to say also those not in the medical community, to prevent the potential for opioid dependency and abuse? That's the question that relates to all of us. It really does, and, and it, it relates to all of us because just the profound impact of the opioid epidemic, which is now a national emergency. You know, greater than 60,000 patients lost their lives to drug overdoses in 2016. Uh, the vast majority of those, the opioid or opioid-like uh, uh, drug overdoses, um, that impact is felt almost uh, uh, as large monetarily. There's a $20 billion cost associated with direct hospitalizations per year, a $80 billion total cost to the economy. So really what, what we like to say is we need to be part of a comprehensive solution to address the magnitude of this crisis. And tests like LifeKit Predict, which is what we're talking about today, is a portion of the puzzle that allows a baseline risk assessment prior to giving that first dose of an opioid drug. And the reason that's important is eight out of 10 of patients that eventually become addicted to heroin or intravenous illicit drugs start with prescription drug abuse. And that prescription drug abuse, again, is what this particular test allows us to ascertain the baseline risk of a genetic predisposition to addiction. Well, I certainly would say that the horizon is bright as we continue along this development. Doctor, where can our national and international listeners go for more information about everything you discuss? Well, Shana, thank you so much for your time. You can find more information about us at prescientmedicine.com. Thank you for your time. Thank you. What a pleasure to have you on, Doctor. I'm LaAngela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My name is Kayla. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending topics you want to know more about for your entire household. Awareness and education is key. Now, mosquito season in Georgia typically runs through September and sometimes longer depending on the weather, the climate. But there are currently some cases of Zika out there, so the threat for pregnant women and their children are very real. We all remember this uh, as top trending news stories last year. Um, It was a bit scary but we're here to get the facts and what's really going on. Joining us right now to discuss the danger 
are two of the state's top doctors and health officials. Dr. J. Patrick O'Neill is Commissioner of the Georgia Department of Public Health. And Chris Rustin, um, he, of course, has a Ph.D. and is Director of the Georgia Department of Environmental Health. Gentlemen, welcome both to the program. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, uh, excited to have you on. Not so excited to talk about this again. Here we go. We remember there was a lot of coverage. There were a lot of urban myths out there about uh, Zika. What exactly is the latest update right now? Because I've, I've seen some different sources of what's going on in the state of Georgia, and, of course, Let's Talk America radio broadcast out of Georgia. Get us up to speed. The important thing to know, I think, about Zika is that uh, the numbers are actually turning downward. Okay. Uh, last year we had 114 cases. This year so far we've only had five. Okay. All of those are travel-related. They are not local transmission, which is good news. Okay. Wow. So that, that is positive news to know. I have to ask this, though. For me, I'm thinking it, the numbers are down, great news, but I'm assuming that we're still at risk for it, right, possibly? Absolutely. And if, if there's even one case in a pregnant lady, okay. uh, the possibility of that being transmitted to the fetus is significant, and obviously that can be a horrendous situation. I think some of us and some of our listeners, and they're very well-informed, but they come from diverse backgrounds, and they're thinking, well, it fell out of the news. I think a lot of us may have assumed uh, there was something that could have been done to prevent all of this. I guess there is no cure. There's no way to help prevent this um, ahead of time. Is that correct, Doctor? Actually, there, there are things that we recommend, and I'm going to ask my, my colleague, Dr. Rustin, to talk about some very okay. simple things that can be done to minimize the risk. Okay, so, please share. Sure. So one thing that we're recommending, and, and to be very proactive about this, is to, to really look around your home, the types of mosquitoes that transmit Zika that are here in Georgia. Okay. Uh, they, they lay their eggs in containers. They're called container breeding mosquitoes. And so any item around your home, whether it's a bucket, a flower pot, the saucer underneath the flower pot, something as small as a bottle cap, if it has water in it, mosquitoes oh, wow. can lay eggs in it. Uh-oh. And these types of mosquitoes, that's what they, they're looking for. And so we're recommending that the public tip and toss. That's our campaign that, we're, okay. that we've rolled out over the last two years. Nice. The public, if they tip and toss these containers weekly to make sure that water's not sitting there, then it will reduce the number of mosquitoes in your backyard and in your neighborhood, which is very important because these types of mosquitoes are an urban mosquito, meaning that they primarily congregate around humans, and they are primarily found in neighborhoods. And so just simple steps like that, if we can do it on the neighborhood level, you can really reduce the numbers of these types of mosquitoes that could potentially transmit Zika. Wow, what a catchy name and all for a good cause, tip and toss campaign. Um, I need to ask this because last year, I haven't seen it as much, but there was a lot of advertising by some commercial pest companies uh, saying we can help combat the Zika virus. I I know obviously the two of you are public officials and and you are are very good at the craft of science, but can that help or, I mean, can you give the okay on any of that, that some of these commercial pest companies are saying we can come in, we can spray, we can prevent the Zika virus? Well, one thing that I would recommend to the public is that all, all people, all companies that are advertising services for mosquito control are required to be licensed by the Department of Agriculture. And so if you see someone that's advertising, you can research their license, make sure they are legitimate and they do have a license. Okay. The ones that are licensed have to go through training um, on how to properly apply these pesticides. And if they're done correctly... Um, and they're done in a way in combination with our tip and toss campaign. They certainly okay. can be effective in reducing the numbers of mosquitoes. We can't prevent all mosquitoes, but we can reduce the numbers. But I think it's important to make sure that these companies are licensed and that you're hiring someone that's reputable doing the work. 
Um, great information and advice. Um, who's at risk? I know I, at the top of the segment I opened up, I talked about women who were expecting in their unborn child. Uh, is there any risk for, uh, say, for instance, a Generation X who's 37 or 38 years old who's finished with having kids? Are, are, are we at risk as well, and especially our children? I think that's very alarming to, our, to the adults and parents out there. You know, we don't have all the answers yet in terms of uh, what may happen to individuals who have contracted Zika. And my hunch is that it's probably going to be five to ten years out before we really understand the long-term effects of a virus like Zika. So far we've got pretty good data on what happens with pregnant women, but we don't have data on what happens with women who are not pregnant, with uh, children who may be in a growing phase, with males. We simply don't have all the answers yet as to how this particular virus may have impact later on in life. Okay. We hope it doesn't, but we really don't know yet. Wow. So the, the science has to catch up for us to know just based off observation, doctor. Uh, what are the symptoms associated with it? I know last year it was put all over the mainstream media, but just give us a reminder because we haven't heard a lot about it this year. What are the symptoms for people to be aware of? The symptoms are not terribly helpful because they're essentially the same as someone who's coming down with flu. Uh, In addition to that, there may be a rash associated with it. With Zika, there may be red eyes associated with it. But I think the other thing that's confounding is that about 80% of folks that actually contract either of these viruses have no symptoms whatsoever. Oh, my. Wow, so that's, I mean, helpful to know. So I guess, you know, in this show we cover a lot of health topics. We talk about uh, recognizing the signs of certain cancers and even lupus and diabetes. But you're saying with Zika it's not so clear-cut that there are symptoms you're going to say, hey, I noticed this, let me go see my physician. Absolutely. But obviously if someone is becoming symptomatic, even with something like uh, flu symptoms, and uh, those symptoms are progressing, we certainly want that individual to see their physician. The physician, if in fact they are suspicious of Zika or West Nile, would certainly be in contact with the health department for further advice and and recommendations. And this may be an obvious uh, answer to you, not so much to me and our listeners. Uh, To get the Zika virus, I am assuming that we would have a bite of some sort from the mosquito, or maybe it's not that obvious? That's correct. Uh, There would have been a mosquito bite if, in fact, the individual is coming down with Zika in most instances. The exception to that is that there can be sexual transmission of the Zika virus also. I see. And that is why I guess we have so much focus in the previous year and today is about pregnant women. Correct. Okay. Wow. What great information, both of you. Where can our national and international listeners go? They're tuned in right now. Go for more information about uh, the campaign tip and toss and uh, more facts about Zika and not urban myths that have been floating around for the last few years. So we recommend that the public go to our website at dph.ga.gov slash Zika to learn all the information around our tip and toss campaign and other factual-based information that that people need to make good decisions. And in addition to West Nile virus, you can go to that same website and put in slash environmental health, and you can find information about other mosquito-borne diseases. I see. That's right, because Zika's not the only one. Uh, Thanks for the information. It's to get the facts and not any of the myths and the rumors. Dr. Rustin and Dr. O'Neill, we appreciate you here on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank Thank you. you. Welcome back.
back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those topics that concern you. And, hey, what matters more than getting paid, right? Well, we're here to talk about that because, hey, there's a new kind of finance company going on, and they're presenting Raise Week. We certainly want to be adamant about this. Right now, I'm so excited to have an expert on who knows a thing or two about it. It's the one and only Rachel Kim. She's a career strategist, and she's also a coach at SoFi, and they're very big about developing and delivering content on one-on-one coaching to support members making progress towards career success and happiness. Rachel, there was a big shoes to fill, right? So <laughs> we're excited to have you on the program, but everyone's on the edge of their seat listening to our voices, and they're saying, a pay raise? That's exactly what I deserve. But they get a little hesitant when it's time to talk to the supervisor. You know this, I'm sure, being a career strategist. Maybe they have a supportive supervisor, or maybe they have one of those who say no to everything. Help us out. <laughs> Absolutely, Shana. Good evening. Um, so, you know, 50% of younger professionals don't negotiate their salary, and that's why we're here. And just like you were saying, everybody's dying to figure out how to do so. So we have some tips for you. Okay. So, so please cheer, because everyone get ready for these mental or written notes. Right. the most important part of the interview we have with you. Okay, wonderful. So some of the things that I recommend that you do as you prepare for your raise conversation is first, I want you to document, document all the great that work great work that you've been doing. Um, so, you know, all those late nights, the winning ideas that you've had that led to you know, business impact. So clearly document those and actually share them tactfully before you ask for a raise. So it's not just a one-time conversation. Okay. So people understand your value along the way. Secondly, I want you to know your numbers. So I don't want you to just pull one out of the, you know, out of the air. I want you to know what your skills and experience are commanding in your market for your position okay. so that you can go make the right ask. And finally, I want you to practice, practice, practice. So put your pitch together, read it, practice it, get really comfortable and confident as you go make that ask. I love those. Now, those are three easy points. I mean, you eloquently describe them, so we're all feeling empowered now. But, Rachel, I have to ask this. Is there an ideal time to ask for a raise, right? Because we often have our quarterly review or the end of the year review towards the end of the year. Is there a perfect time to ask for that pay raise? Yeah, such a great question because often people think, well, SoFi is doing raise week. Should I be asking today? And that is not what we're saying, not even this week if that's not appropriate. We think that it's different for each individual, especially in different companies that do have different cultures around when you do give the raises. And actually, the performance review might be too late for you to ask for that raise because often budgets are already set by then. So we recommend that you do some due diligence to find out what the timing might look like for your organization. And then a few months earlier, prepare to make that ask so that your, your manager will also be able to adv- advocate for you along the way and you can also talk to other stakeholders as you wait for that decision. I see, and those are important points to keep in mind. I have to ask this, though. Is there sometimes necessary to switch jobs or organizations to get what you're worth? I mean, because sometimes we don't like change, but if they're not willing to give us that pay boost, should we leave? I know it is such a tough decision to make as well, especially if you'd like your position and you like your colleagues. But I do think that if you are doing all you can to ask for what you're worth, uh, you may have to look hard about leaving and finding another company where you can bring the same skills and experiences and work with amazing colleagues, but you are still, you're paid um, what you're worth. So I do think that it may uh, may be worth looking. 
and that's important. Let me ask you this. If they say they don't have necessarily have the funds, is it smart or savvy to perhaps negotiate more benefits? I know that becomes more of an HR conversation, but is that probably a point? Yeah, especially if you are in a job that you really love and you don't want to leave it and you're still gaining skills that are really important for your career, I do recommend that you look at other things that will continue to increase your job satisfaction. Some of those things are things like additional vacation time or perhaps flexible hours. Um, I think there are other things too. For example, um, you know, there's studies that show that once you are doing things that get you closer to having more autonomy at work or challenging work, that that will again increase your job satisfaction. So I do think that it's important to ask for those other things where you feel like you're really making progress in your career. I love it. It's race week. We all deserve to be paid what we're worth. But you make a valid argument and point, Rachel, that we have to make sure we have all our ducks in a row. Where can our listeners go for more information about everything you spoke about tonight? Your listeners and viewers can go to raiseweek.com where we have great tips and tools on understanding, communicating, and claim your value. What a great and timely conversation. Thanks, Rachel, for joining us. Thank you again. Hello, everyone. I'm Latasha Matthews from Columbia, South Carolina, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Hi, I'm Nikki Smith. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I love listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I love the fact that it's a family-friendly show, and it has great guests. It has great music submissions, and I think she's doing a wonderful job, and I will continue to support it, and I encourage you to as well. Thank you, and have a blessed day. Hey, how you doing? This is L. Hustle from Detroit, Michigan. You're now tuning into the Let's Talk America with your host, Shannon Thornton. Hi, this is Carol from Atlanta, Georgia, and I listen to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Well, of course, here on the program, we put the spotlight on those trending issues you want to know more about and that concern you. And even though many young Americans have little or no memory of September the 11th, the anniversary has grown to become the nation's largest annual day of charitable engagement, transforming a day of evil into a day of good deeds. Nearly 30 million Americans, including many children, now take the time to volunteer, support charities, and perform simple acts of kindness and tribute to the victims and those who rose in service after the attack. Right now, I am honored to have two gentlemen on that are dedicated to this mission. David Payne is the president and co-founder of 9-11 Day, and he is joined by Jay Wonek, who is co-founder and executive vice president of the 9-11 Day, a nonprofit organization that organizes September the 11th Day of Service. Welcome, gentlemen, to the program. Thank you. Uh, excited and honored to have you on. Uh, tell us about your personal connections to 9-11 and why you opted to find uh, the 9-11 Day Observant. Well, my brother Glenn Winnick was a uh, partner at a law firm located, whose offices were located just a few blocks from the World Trade Center. Yeah. For 20 years, though, Glenn was also a volunteer firefighter and an EMT in our hometown on Long Island. So. Glenn did what first responders do. He helped evacuate his law offices, and then he ran towards the Trade Center into the South okay. Tower to save lives. And he perished yeah. when, the, when the South Tower collapsed. So I do this work. In oh, wow. Oh, wow. What a, and what a, a, a powerful message. There are parents right now throughout the United States listening uh, to both you gentlemen, and they're saying, well, my kids are young, right? I have kids that um, were not even thought of during that time period. Of course, I was here, my husband as well. But how can guardians uh, talk to our kids about this tragic day? Well, September 11th, National Day of Service and Remembrance, essentially was created 
so that we could teach future generations not just about the tragedy, but also about the way the nation came together immediately after the attacks. The spirit of unity, the fact that we didn't, we, you know, we didn't have concerns about our differences. We were a, a country that really came together in a very remarkable way for, for a period of time. And that is the legacy that we're trying to encourage parents to pass on to their children. So every September 11th, we're inviting parents to think about simple good deeds that they could do with their children. Uh, that might be writing letters to uh, uh, and delivering them to fire stations with baked goods okay. or, or giving away uh, toys that they don't play with anymore, things that can help teach people children about September 11th and the goodness that came from the day. Um, uh, what an amazing opportunity to teach our kids acts of kindness. Uh, what can our educators do in the classroom to help students understand the day and also inspire service? Well, first of all, we suggest that uh, teachers go to our website, which is 911day.org. Uh, we have free downloadable lesson plans that are age appropriate all through uh, grade school and even up into college, where they can where where they can use these tools to engage with students and help them engage in in civic activity, in volunteerism, learn about the events of 9/11, learn about empathy, learn about how they can make a difference in right in their own community. So that's yeah. a good first place to go because. Um, you know, September 11th happens right at the beginning of the school year, and it's a great way to start off the school year, no matter what age you are. And, in fact, Absolutely. there are tens of thousands of classrooms right now using our lesson plans uh, to teach kids about 9-11. So that's the first wow. suggestion. Okay. Wow, good information. You know, the United States has always been a nation of diversity. We know that when we go back in the history. Uh, why do you think it's so critical to bring people different backgrounds together now in 2017? Well, I think uh, the lessons of history show that we ultimately only solve our problems as, 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 as a society by, by working together, regardless of whatever, you know, differences might, you know, might quote, celeb uh, yeah. separate us based on, you know, race or religion, whatever it might yeah. be. And September 11th is a reminder of how our country did come together in response to, in that case, a tragedy. And, of course, we're seeing that uh, in the Houston, Texas area in response to Hurricane Harvey. Yes, people aren't absolutely. worrying about, you know, <laughs> differences when they're, when they're pulling people out of flooded apartment okay. buildings. And so yeah. that, this is the, an opportunity for us to, to remember how important it is that we uh, embrace our diversity and, and, and acknowledge that we ultimately have a lot more in common than anything that might separate us on a day and day basis. Absolutely. Of course, um, many of us that remember 9-11, uh, New York is where we kept our eyes also out of D.C. But for those who live in uh, L.A., that live in Atlanta, um, I'm sure as well they can get involved locally and do their part, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, there are tens of millions of people who participate every year in this observance. And they're not just in New York or yes. or in D.C., uh, but it's really in all 50 states and, for that matter, around the world. Uh, a good starting place, again, of course, is our website, 911day.org, where people can uh, find all kinds of resources. But 
This is really a simple observance to participate in. You know, this is about just doing a good deed that fits in okay. your comfort zone. And we can all think yes. of a way to pitch in and to, to, to lend a helping hand uh, to somebody in need or to our local community. So there's, yes. no, there's no right or wrong way to really do this. As long as you step forward and do that. a good deed, you are part of this observance. I love that. Pay it forward and may our children and future generations learn from it. Gentlemen, what a pleasure to speak with you. I know you said the site several times, but one more time for a listener that wants to go to the site. Tell us that website again. It's very easy website to remember, 911day.org. What a pleasure. Uh, David, uh, Jay, thanks for joining us. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Hi, this is college senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Corr, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shana Thornton. Well, everyone, that's a wrap for Let's Talk Marathon with host Shana Thornton Radio Show for this week. But be sure to join us next week, same time, same place. A new broadcast is released every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And do visit our website at ltaradio.com. That's ltaradio.com. And there you can find more information on previously aired episodes or upcoming episodes. Stay tuned in and stay informed. Well, of course, we love highlighting the top news of the hour, but also phenomenal music. And this music is from gospel vocalist Jeff Hill. Jeff Hill, and the name of the song is Through the Fire. Through the Fire, certainly enjoy it. A hello and acknowledgement to publicist Nikki Smith out of Texas. We appreciate all of your submissions. Stay with us if you have any questions about the uh, featured musician tonight or any news stories. Simply visit ltaradio.com and shoot us a message and we will respond. We certainly enjoy connecting with everyone that listens and tunes in. And be sure to tell a friend. Take care, everyone, and we will see you next week. The music of Jeff Hewell will close us out. Stay informed. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show is an entity at Paget and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2017. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.
I know. 